Listen, there has never been a better time to invest in self-storage and there is no better team than ours to show you how to do it because we wrote the book on how to invest in self-storage. Literally, I created the best-selling home study system back in 2007 titled How to Find, Evaluate, Purchase, and Manage Self-Storage Facilities. And since then, we have helped thousands of people launch and scale their self-storage business and have now become the nation's go-to resource for all things self-storage. And that's because we not only talk the talk, we walk the walk day in and day out since 2005 through now two recessions and amassing a 2.5 five million square feet of self-storage totaling over 15,000 doors nationwide. There is nobody else that has more experience in self-storage that is teaching people how to invest in self-storage than our team. So if you're ready to launch and scale your self-storage business, then go to selfstorageinvesting.com. Click on the events tab to grab your ticket to the upcoming self-storage academy, along with tickets to our virtual academy for those who can't make it or just aren't ready to go live at this time. So that again is selfstorageinvesting.com. Click on the event tab, but do it now as seating is limited. So go do it now. And on behalf of my team, we look forward to seeing you then. Take care. This is the Self Storage Podcast, where we share the knowledge and skills from the industry's leading investors, developers, and operators to help you launch and grow your self-storage business. I'm your host, Scott Myers, and over the past 16 years, we have acquired, developed, converted, and syndicated over 2 million square feet of self-storage nationwide with the help of my incredible team at selfstorageinvesting.com, who has helped thousands of people achieve greatness in self-storage. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Myers. Welcome back to the Self Storage Podcast, recording live from the Inside Self Storage World Expo in Las Vegas, 2020. 22. And we have with us in the booth now, Lucas LaFontaine with Infinity Energy Construction. Lucas, welcome to the show. Thank you, Scott. It's a pleasure. Appreciate having me on. Oh, the pleasure's mine. I've been excited to have somebody to talk about this uh, topic for a while now, and I'm uh, glad we were able to connect. So tell us a little bit about first time um, yourself. Now, how did you get into self-storage and what drew you into this incredible industry? Yeah, so self-storage almost fell on our lap, right? The solar industry is ever changing and evolving. Been in it for the last 10 years, mm-hmm. right? From, we call it the solar coaster, the mass adoption, the mm-hmm. crazy waves, the technologies behind it. And then the self-storage facilities started to reach out to us, right? It was a very underserved market where we determined, and even with our customers, the only variable bill that they experience in a lot of cases is their electricity bill. Mm-hmm. And how do they battle that? How do they offset it? From markets like California, Hawaii, Florida is where the utility rates are so high what can they do to help increase their cap rate, lower mm-hmm. their overall expenses at the facility? Mm-hmm. We're talking solar now. And you know we've looked into solar, bringing it into different projects, our development projects are adding it on. And some of the benefits are lowering your cost, the overall cost of uh, the electricity at the facility. The bigger benefit is selling it back to the grid if you have an opportunity to do so. Tell me what it looks like. I know the ROI or the time frame has been shortening. The technology gets better into when you'd be able to get that ROI and capitalize you know, the project itself. What are those time frames now? And what can an owner expect in terms of getting an ROI on their investment up front? It's a great question, Scott. The average ROI across the nation is going to be anywhere between four to six years. Mm-hmm. And what helps with that is the incentives that solar has. Mm-hmm. About 50% of a project costs, we have federal tax incentives, federal depreciation. Mm-hmm. That really lessens that burden for the initial cost of a solar system that gets you to that ROI. Mm-hmm. And we've seen re- ROIs as quickly as 18 months before. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what drives that is how much your current utility rates are and how much you're actually consuming in regards to electricity. Now, feeding it back into the grid, that's the big misnomer to clarify. Most utilities won't allow you to profit off of solar by selling it back to the grid. And it's very common. That's a common question here. Every owner wants to know how can they utilize their roof space to Mm -hmm. sell it back to the grid. 
In a lot of cases, you can't do so to profit off of. Mm-hmm. Those are feed-in tariffs, which require large contracts. Okay. Now, what you can do and where you profit from it is by the future cost savings. It's a different type of mindset, mm-hmm. right? You're not having a cash flow come in. You're preventing cash flow from going out. Mm-hmm. Got it. Are there different programs from state to state? Federal, I'm assuming, is the same for every project that someone is looking at. But are, are there different programs from state to state at the state level or even more local levels that people can tip? All the local municipalities, all the utilities have their own unique programs. Mm-hmm. Some still have rebates to incentivize customers to go solar because we have this adoption that we're all trying to get used to mm-hmm. coming from the top down. The electrification of our everyday lives, from our homes, our components that we use, mm-hmm. to our vehicles that we drive, and the grids and the utilities have to prepare for that. Billions of dollars to build new infrastructure where they can incentivize facilities to create their own power mm-hmm. and have more of a microgrid technology. So that's where you start to see and how we help it evaluate what is possible, what rebates and incentives are available to you to lessen the burden of the project. Before we hopped on uh, live here, we had to chat about vehicles and yeah. obviously the electrification of the vehicles all across the country now. And we're seeing more and more of that. Many of the challenges are, one of the challenges we're seeing right now is that the length of time, the charging time, you know, how far these vehicles will go, which means that you have to have more locations to be able to charge these. And it had been said to me years ago that self-storage seems to be able to, the footprint of self-storage facilities nationwide um, seems to be an opportunity to be able to assist with that challenge. So what are you seeing in, in the future for self-storage and having these uh, charging stations um, for folks uh, in the community to be able to charge the vehicles? That's the exciting part behind this is the adoption of electric vehicle. These self-storage facilities have the opportunity to become the new shells, the new chevrons, to be that destination's mm-hmm. charging location and now have another revenue stream to their business, right? Everyone, if you haven't felt the burden of an electric vehicle, it gets tiring. Where are you going to go? How are you going to charge? Plan everything around how far you can go. Mm-hmm. And where self-storage facilities are located are in the rural locations that there isn't any infrastructure, mm-hmm. but people still drive through there. Self-storage owners and operators have the ability to turn their facility into what we classify as the green garage. You have plenty of roof space already. More than likely, you're not utilizing it to its full potential. You never want to size a solar system larger than what you're ever going to consume. But in most cases, you still are left over with a ton of real estate. Now, because you can't profit off of selling energy back to the grid, mm-hmm. now you can create a different business avenue by installing additional solar panel and providing electric vehicle charging to customers. Mm-hmm. And you can open up a little fun with it, right? People mm-hmm. have to sit there with their cars. Sometimes it takes 30 minutes and they stay yeah. in their cars. Or you open up a gift shop, you open up a coffee shop, you open up some sort of additional service as they're charging there, you can provide them with more opportunities. Well, we're seeing many municipalities, not necessarily in the the outskirts or tertiary markets, but more the infill locations. It's getting more difficult for a conversion to go into a top MSA, not per se, a larger city at an infill location and to get storage passes. So we're having to include retail along with it. Yep. Some offices, we're doing some co-working locations. They just don't want to see pure self-storage coming in. So could this be, and have you seen this uh, to be another caveat or another arrow in the quiver of a developer to come into the planning commission of the city to say, well, here's what we also have in mind is uh, to have this to, to be a charging station. And just to add that to one of the other mixed uses to get the self-storage to actually get approved. Has that been utilized yet by some of the developers you're working with? There's developers in the self-storage space that are already looking at that. And the the municipalities aged is they're excited for it because mm-hmm. they need They need to kick out the shells and the chevrons and the Amcos to provide this additional service. 
but where are they going to put them? Because it's a battle for land, mm-hmm. right? Where's the mm-hmm. space going to go? Not to mention that side of the business, solar and mm-hmm. electric vehicle charging, heavily incentivized mm-hmm. because the government is pushing that narrative. Yeah. There's over $7 billion in regards to electric vehicle charging rebates across America right now. Mm-hmm. And if you can only imagine, there's enough yeah. to go around to yeah. grab that. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the other avenues or areas uh, from a self-storage owner, an existing owner, or a developer that's looking to launch a project, why else should they reach out to you and be looking at solar to get a project done? What are the benefits of having solar a part of their project provide for the investor or developer? What Infinity Energy Construction prides itself on is we're not a sales company to shove something down your throat. We're here to consult. Mm -hmm. We're here to help educate you and prepare for something you may not have thought of before. Mm -hmm. In a lot of cases, states like California are making it mandatory. So what do they do? How do they prepare for it? When you're building a new facility, what are the additional costs or cost savings in the development phase to prepare for something like solar? That's what we have. We have all engineering in-house. We have all of our procurement, all of our design, all of our installation to help these developers and owner-operators change their mindset to how they power their facilities. In some cases, you look at a refrigerated or a climate-controlled facility, power cleansing or power quality and sustainability for these grids is a big question. Remember the Texas ice storm? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened to those facilities that had climate control that needed to have mm-hmm. climate? They were out without power for days, weeks. Mm-hmm. With solar coupled with a form of batteries, you're independent. Yep. And you're never having to worry about it. energy independence on a smaller scale, let alone a larger scale, is going to continue to be talked about in the future with the challenge of the power grid and just other forces that are out there in the marketplace that are threatening the availability of power all the time. And yep, so um, I think you're sitting in a pretty good spot. Yeah. Well, Lucas, how do people find out a little bit more about what you do and how do they get in contact with you? They can look up us on LinkedIn. We have our website, uh, infinityenergy.com. You can find us on Facebook or LinkedIn at Infinity Energy Construction. Give you an idea. We're a $350 million a year solar cost contractor that's nationwide. So if you have a project or questions or concerns, uh, wherever you guys are located, we're more than happy to help you. Fantastic. Lucas, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. Scott, it was a pleasure. All right, enjoy the rest of your show. You too. Hey gang, wait three things before you leave. First, don't forget to subscribe to the Self Storage Podcast and turn on your notifications so you never miss another episode. And while you're there, please leave us a five-star review if you like the show. Second, be sure to share your favorite episodes and more via Instagram and don't forget to tag us. And lastly, head to the links in the show description and hit the follow and subscribe button on Twitter and Facebook to get a front row seat as we grow and scale our business and bring you along with us. Take care.